Welcome to the Harlow White Healing Stream broadcast. I'm Pastor Harlow White. God ordained my life to be a prophet to people of every nation. God has given me a message that will bring salvation, joy, healing, and prosperity to your life. Powers of evil spirits and curses can be broken from your life as I minister this message today. This message is going to every nation on the earth from 72 satellites. Let faith rise up in your heart as I give you this message today. Be healed. Be delivered. Be set free. As you feel God doing a miracle in you today, I want to hear from you. I want you to visit my website, harlowwhitehealingstream.com. Give me your testimony of what God has done for you through the message I give to you today. Pray about making a donation on my donation page, or you can write to me, Pastor Harlow White, that's H-A-R-L-O, Pastor Harlow White, W-H-I-T-E, Post Office Box 4695, write that down, Post Office Box 4695, Chicago, Illinois, 60680. Get ready to receive what God has for you today. And now go with me into today's message. I'm ministering today on renewing of the mind. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, and verse 1. The Apostle Paul, writing, says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, this is nothing that God has demanded of us that is unreasonable that we present ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. I want to stop right there on that word for just a moment. I was reading this morning a verse in the Gospel of Mark where Jesus said, Everyone shall be salted with fire. Everyone shall be salted with fire. Now let that see here a minute. Everyone, and he was using that. He used that statement in relation to him saying, if your hand offends you, cut it off. Cut it off, for it's better to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Then he goes on and says, everyone shall be salted with fire. Now just remember this. The fire was for a 
specific purpose and used primarily as a process of purification because all of the precious metals had to be melted down with fire. Now this is in actuality what God has been doing in the life of many of his elect people today is melting them down. That's why that the heat gets very, very tremendous upon you at times because God is melting you down. The reason he's melting you down is because the refiners of these precious metals, they stand there as, as the precious ore is melted down and as it is melted, all of the impurities begin to come to the top. They begin to come to the top. That's why that we see you blowing up sometimes. Amen. All the impurities are coming to the top. We're seeing all the things that God is bringing out of us. And you have to come to the place where you lose your mind. Now, some of you may have lost yours on your way here today. You gave most of it to somebody. Hallelujah. And people are always talking about giving people a piece of their mind. You quit passing out too many pieces because you're going to wind out with you're going to wind up without enough pieces to make a nice picture. Hallelujah. This is going to be a terrible puzzle here because we keep figuring out what this border is. Around this puzzle there's no picture. Quit giving pieces away. Hallelujah. And God said that he wanted us to come to the place of purification. And when he shall appear, this is what the Bible says, when he shall appear, he shall sit as a purifier and refiner of silver. And what does he do? He keeps skimming off of the top of the silver, all of the dross, all of the things that are not pure. He keeps skimming it off until the day comes that he's able to look into the into the silver, into the silver, into the pot, into the cauldron, and see a reflection of himself. This is what God is after. So that he can look at your life and see a picture of himself. Hallelujah. Turn around to somebody and say, do you see God in me? Hallelujah. Do you see God in me? Turn around and ask somebody, do you see God in me? Hallelujah. Now Jesus goes on in the statement. He says, everyone shall be salted with fire. Now get that. Salted with fire. That means that there is something going to happen to you. It's going to bring you to the place that you don't spoil. How many know how they used to bring meat to the place where it was preserved and where it would not spoil? Two things they used, salt and fire. That was what was called the smokehouse. Now, some of you, the only smokehouse you've ever been to is the one that's filled with nicotine smoke. But God is sending you to the smokehouse to
to preserve you. Can you say amen? He's sending you to the, to the smokehouse to bring you to the place where you're preserved unto him. Then Jesus goes on and says, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salted with salt. Now watch. I got on that by this one word that shows up here. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, Romans 12 and 1, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. There is no sacrifice offered unto God without it being salted with salt. What does it mean? It means that it is savored. It is savored with the flavor of that which speaks of preservation. And I don't know if you're into this or not, but I'm into preservation. I am into God preserving me. Hallelujah. And keeping me. Hallelujah. I'm not planning on going the way that the rest of the people go. I'm not planning going that way. That's why I'm 7 and still here and still traveling. Hallelujah. I close in Phoenix, fly to Chicago, unpack my suitcase, repack it, and fly to the East Coast. Hallelujah. That's because I'm still running like a 35-year-old. Hallelujah. Come on it. Woo, hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands and praise them. Hallelujah. I refuse to let the enemy lie to me. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just not going to let it happen. Amen. Praise God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I want to stop right there. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to deal with this, and be not conformed to this world or this age be not fashioned like Amen. Amen. don't conform to the same thoughts that they all live by now i will tell you this if you want to spend any time around me don't don't start talking the old old folks talk don't start talking that because I'm going to saturate the place with my absence. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Don't start that old talk with me. Hallelujah. We got to talk young. Hallelujah. We got to talk victory. Amen. Praise God. Be not conformed to this world. Don't be fashioned or made into the same pattern, don't go into the same condition that they are in. Don't be conformed to this age, this particular age, that everybody is talking about one of two things, either entertainment, are you hearing me? Either entertainment or getting old. 
Now, I will tell you, or help, one or the other. And I will tell you this. Some of us are coming to the place where we can know more than we ever knew before. Some of us really do not understand how that the enemy has been trying to kill us off. And we are just now starting to learn. We can now learn what is actually killing us, what the enemy is using to destroy us. And you go to the grocery store and pick up a bottle of salad dressing. You just check it out. Check it out. Just look at it. Look at what, look at it. 470 milligrams of sodium. And the sugar contents are just ridiculous. And you really don't realize how much of this is infesting your body until you go into a process of cleaning up your body. And if you go into a process of cleaning up your body and purifying it of all of these, uh, these toxic uh, materials and chemicals that are being used now in food, I will tell you something. You come to the place, then you can actually tell when you have eaten something that will, it's working against your body. If you lay off of salt and you lay off of sugar and you lay off of all the white products, all of the, the white, everything that you eat should be dark. Hallelujah. It should be dark. Dark flowers and dark, I mean, uh, wheat and all these things. You can't eat light stuff. But you go through a process of all this and quit eating all the greasy stuff. Amen. Quit eating the greasy stuff. And when you eat something that is not going along with what you've been doing with your body, you'll feel it. You can feel it working in your body. You can feel it. How detrimental it is. Well, God is bringing us to a place. This is why I was reading about Daniel. You know, Daniel, uh, when he was taken to uh, Babylon, he was taken to Babylon. The king ordered a, uh, a portion of their food to be given to them of the king's meat and the king's wine and all this stuff. And Daniel, he said to, to his, uh, the man that was uh, head over him in the house of the eunuchs, he said, uh, listen, we really don't want to eat this that the king is giving to us. Just let us have pulse. Now, pulse, understand, is green stuff. Pulse is green stuff. And said, so let us just eat green things. And the head of the eunuch said, I can't do this. I'll be risking my head uh, myself because uh, i got to present you to the king. In three years, i got to bring you before the king and the king is going to look upon all of you that I have brought from uh, uh, from Israel, and he's going to look upon you and said, if you don't look good, that he's going to hold me responsible. Daniel said, I'll tell you what, just let us eat green things for the next 10 days. Let us eat green stuff for the next 10 days. And then you can take a look at us and see how we compare with all the other people that are eating the king's meat. And at the end of 10 days, Daniel and all of the men that were eating the green stuff looked better than all of the people that were eating the king's food. 
So God is bringing us to the place and get a hold of this because what I'm actually saying spiritually is that green things are the knowledge of God. Green things are good for you literally. But green things spiritually, green is the color of the spirit of knowledge. And the more you know, the better you can live. Can you say amen? You can't be ignorant and have a good life. The more you know, the more you can be blessed. Turn around to somebody and say, I want to know it all. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. But be ye transformed. Now, wait a minute. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Now, let me deal with that word. That word transformed is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Now, get a hold of this today. Going through the metamorphosis process is coming to the place where there is not a lot going on around you. And this is where God has many of you today. The metamorphosis process takes place in the enclosement of the cocoon. It takes place where you are literally suspended. You are suspended. When you see a caterpillar going through the metamorphosis, you will see him suspended. He is in a place of totally inanimate response. God bringing you to the place where he can do something for you. This is why we go through these times in our lives when it seems like that we have lost uh, just, well, the people that we used to associate with, just uh, they're nowhere around. God, God has moved them all away. He's taken all of them away from us. Why? Because he is in the process of bringing us through the metamorphosis. The metamorphosis is when the caterpillar goes into total isolation. Why does he go into total isolation? Because first of all, he has to lose his head. He has to lose his head. He goes into metamorphosis and he loses his head. And the reason he loses his head, number one, is because he has to lose his teeth. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has to lose his teeth. Caterpillars eat and destroy things. Caterpillars eat and destroy crops. What do they eat? Leaves. Why do they eat the leaves? They're eating up the thing that brings healing. They eat up the leaves, and the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. The healing of the nations. And the first nations that have to be healed are the nations on the inside of you. The nations on the inside of you. The healing of the nations. And one of the greatest nations that needs to be healed is condemnation. Condemnation. Another nation that needs to be healed is damnation. Why does it need to be healed? Because this is all we have had preached to us for years. Condemnation and damnation. Every time we go to church, before we leave, the preachers have called us down to pray that God would protect us because you may go out and meet God before you get home. It's time to stop that. When I let people go and I pray at the close of the service, I don't tell them that they may go out and die and meet God before they get home. I tell them I'm believing that an angel is going to ride the fender of their automobile. Hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands and help me praise the Lord. Ooh, hallelujah. I don't believe that God wants his people under the threat of damnation. We are free. We are healed. Now the caterpillar eats up the leaves. He has to lose his head because he gives up his teeth. And when you, somebody said, well, I'll tell you what, Pastor White. <laughs> if, uh, if that's what it means, <laughs> I am there. I have gone through the metamorphosis. is hallelujah. And I praise God every night when I put my bad feet over in that glass. I'm being metamorphosized. <laughs> Ooh, glory. Now, why does God want you to lose your teeth? Why does he? Because when once you lose your teeth, you can't backbite anymore. What is backbiting? What is backbiting? Have you ever have you ever touched a dog? You ever touched a dog? You touch a dog with sore ears. I mean, he'll snap at you. He'll snap at your head. That's backbiting. <laughs> 
That means somebody touches you the wrong way. When you lose your teeth, you'll stop this backbiting. Somebody takes a chunk out of you. You see, that's why you have to lose your head. Somebody said, lose my head. You have to give up your mind to get his mind. To get his mind is to bring you to the place where you no longer backbite. Secondly, the caterpillar has to lose his head because he has to change the way he thinks. Now, when he is a creepy crawly, you know, like a like a furry little thing, you know, he's looking for something to chew on. Now, this thought has to change. This thought has to be turned around. Because when once he moves into the place of perfection, when once he moves into the place of perfection, he is going to move into a realm where he thinks differently. He's not looking for something to chew on. He's looking for waters of life. Some place that he can drink that which feeds his spirit. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You come to the place where you are transformed. We're not finished with the word yet. To change. Transfigure. What does it mean to transfigure? To transfigure is to become clear as crystal. That means that God is able to see through you and see nothing but the body of heaven. When the 70 of elders, as the 70 elders of Israel, went up on the mountain with Moses, they, the Bible said they saw God, the God of Israel, and the body of heaven in his clearness. The body of heaven in his clearness. Now, if you tell somebody about heaven, if you tell somebody about heaven, you're trying to paint pictures that have been painted into your mind. You paint pictures of mansions. You, t you paint pictures of pearly gates. You paint pictures of streets of gold. Under somebody next to you and say, I see a crystal mansion right here. I see a crystal mansion. Then, wait, somebody said, what does this mean exactly, Pastor White? The verse that the Bible says, when that which is perfect is come, that which is done in part shall be done away with. For now we see through a glass darkly, but when that which is perfect is come, then we shall see as God sees. We will see clearly as God sees. We will see through God just like he sees through us. What does the verse say? Then shall we know. 
even as we also are known. Now, God knows us, but we have to come to the place where we are like him. Can you say amen? When Jesus becomes transfigured on the mountain of transfiguration, what happens? The, the sunlight literally reflects out of the crystal mirrors on the inside of Jesus' body. It literally reflects the light of God's glory. And this is what it is to be transfigured. And how does it happen? By what is going on in your mind right here. You see, the enemy is very sly in relation to contaminating the thought department of God's people with excessiveness in any avenue that he gets you going down. I know many, many, <clears throat> I'm going to call them religious people. I'm going to call them religious people because spiritual people move in a different vein. Can you say man? These are people that are not really spiritual, just religious. And I know plenty of religious people that are so sports-minded. And there's nothing wrong with loving sports. Amen. We have been very athletic in our days. Amen. And doing things that is recreation as far as the physical aspect is concerned. But I know some people, some religious people that are so radical about sports that they'll miss a service where the power of God is moving to make sure they see the game. I know some people that are totally consumed today. This is why that you can see all of these great sports figures they're making millions and millions of dollars every year. And you see some uh, religious people that are consumed with Hollywood and with the stars of Hollywood. They're eat up with it. And this is how the enemy fashions your mind after the world. Now somebody said, well, is all of that are you saying that all of that is wrong? I'm not saying that any of it is wrong. The thing I'm saying is wrong is the excessiveness that the enemy does on you when he takes your mind over and begins to control it in this gear to where you're not able to pull yourself out of that channel. You see, this is what God is wanting you to come to the place that you can be one who doesn't even see that which is bad you see that which is good that somebody said well people do things to me and they don't do anything good you missed the message already I can see you've already missed part of the message and you're sitting right here hallelujah so let me go back and preach it once again <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, so do people do what is good? Yes. They do what is good because it's good for me. It's good for me. Why? Because God is trying to bring me through this process of being changed from a creepy crawly. Hallelujah. To something beautiful. Hallelujah. He's bringing me to a different stage. Be ye transformed. Wait a minute. I didn't get all the words. Transfigured. Be ye transfigured. So now, if we really get into this and understand this, then we have to understand the transfiguration of Jesus. Where, when he goes into the transfiguration, and believe me, he has gone through a lot dealing with all of these unbelieving people of his day. All the people that wanted to discredit him. And uh, the people that had said, uh, when somebody said, come and see Jesus of Nazareth, and somebody says, what? What do you mean, Jesus of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Jesus has dealt with all of this. He has seen everything that they have tried to do, and yet he himself has to go through this transfiguration process. Go through it to bring him to the place where the light of God is able to radiate out of him with the power of love in a way that we have never seen it before. And the disciples hadn't seen it. That's why they were frightened when they saw what was going on here. And this transfiguration brought him into the communication with the heavenly host of God and the heavenly realm of God because here at the time he was being transfigured there appears Moses and Elijah. Hallelujah. They're talking to him. Now what are they talking to him about? They knew Jesus had some battles still ahead of him. They knew Jesus still had some battles ahead. And they were talking to him about what he must accomplish at Jerusalem. What? At Jerusalem. The city that he was supposed to come to and that was supposed to accept him. They knew what he was about to deal with. And they were talking to him about what he had to accomplish there. They were talking with him in a personal counsel, counseling session about what he must complete at Jerusalem. This is why it brought him into the place where he was able to communicate with this realm of heaven. Now the only thing that's going to bring you into a place where angels can flutter around you or angels can walk with you or angels can talk with you is to bring you to the place where your mind 
begins to think in a different way. I want to go back and pick this up in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to deal with these words because this is one of the most important verses this one and another one that I'm going to get to in just a little while in the book of Philippians. This is two of the most important verses in the Bible in relation to us coming into the fullness of what God has for us. I want to deal first of all with the word conformed. <clears throat> be, not, be not conformed. The definition is to fashion alike. Be not conformed or fashioned. Fashioned like this age. The apostle was writing to church people. He wasn't writing to sinners. He wasn't writing to people that all of the religious people think that uh, they need this message of you know of being not being not being worthy. They took through that they took that verse you know uh, to touch not, taste not, and handle not the unclean thing. They took that years ago when the Holy Ghost was actually poured out. They took that and applied it to all of the things that people looked at as sin. There were many religious people that could not work in uh, drugstores, grocery stores, or any place that sold cigarettes. They could not work there because they were classified as partaking of other men's sins if they had to ring up a pack of cigarettes. They were classified, and they took that and said, touch not, taste not, handle not the unclean thing, so they wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't touch a pack of cigarettes. They wouldn't touch a bottle of booze because they thought they were touching the unclean thing. That's not what God was talking about at all. Somebody said, Pastor White, well, don't you think that people need to be free? Anybody that's bound needs to be free. And there's some of you here tonight that don't drink, don't smoke, you don't do anything. You don't spit, you don't spit, you don't dip, you don't choose nothing. Come on, help me, praise the Lord. And you don't do any of those things and you need to be free. Can you say amen? And somebody said, what do I need to be free from? The very thing that I'm talking about. This, that, this deal, this idea that people have of that the kingdom is going to come in the future. That is a fashion for this day. I wish I could get some help 
Think about all of your religious friends that have that fashion. They have that fashion. This is why we have to believe God to open up the places that will let the message go forth. There are plenty of these religious networks I can't be on. I can't be on because I don't preach the kind of message they will let on them. They won't let it on them. I, I'll tell you something that we're going to have to believe God for. We've got to believe God to give the kingdom its own network. I wish I could get some help here. The kingdom of God needs its own network. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if the kingdom of God had its own network, we have plenty of preachers now that are ready to preach it. Hallelujah. Plenty of them won't preach it because they're afraid to preach it. Hallelujah. I am here to tell you that the kingdom is here today. Jesus brought the kingdom. He is the kingdom. Ooh, come on and clap your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Be not conformed. What? Be not conformed to this age, but be ye transformed. Go through the metamorphosis. Go through the transfiguration. Different responsibility than the other people of the world. We have a different responsibility. I have a responsibility. And we have to go with that responsibility in the direction that God has called us to. Because this is where the reaping of the reward comes. Now let me go on with the definition of conform. A figure as a mode or circumstance, a condition. Be not fashioned after this world, which is the, the Greek word, eon, or age, or the course of the world, or the course of the age. This is what he was saying. This is where the enemy tries to steer us into the flow, going with the flow of the rest of the people of the world. You have to be able to stand up and be different, can you say, man? There is a process that it takes to get into the place that God wants your mind to be. Now, I hope that you get this message today because this message will bring victory to your life. If you really get hold of this and this message gets hold of you, it will bring victory into your life. But go through, he was saying, go through the metamorphosis. What is the process of the metamorphosis where you are actually veiled completely off? And we're going to get back to that a little later. Where you are wrapped up with something that other people are not wrapped up with. And the only way that the caterpillar ever becomes a butterfly is to go through the process of separation. The process of separation. He has to quit crawling around. 
He has to quit acting like a caterpillar. He has to quit chewing on crops and leaves. And you have to quit chewing on people. Now the only way that some of us are ever going to be changed is to get into that place of separation where God separates us and some of these things that we do go through is God having to put us in a position where we are separated. We have to be cut off from our regular routine and our regular schedule and come to a place where we are separated where the metamorphosis can actually take place. Be ye transfigured. By how? How do you get this transfiguration? He gave us the key by the renewing of your mind. That's the key to it. That is the key to the whole thing. Now, the mind, the definition of it in this particular verse, because as we deal with these words in the Bible, you can read the word mind in one place, and it has a definition because it was translated from another Greek word or from another Hebrew word, whichever you're in, the Old Testament or the New Testament, and but it was translated as mind, and it may have a totally different meaning. In this particular verse, it means the intellect. The intellect in thought. The intellect in feelings. The intellect. Somebody said, is intellect mixed in with feelings? Yes. Yes. Some of you are feeling the way that you feel because you believe you have a right. You believe you have a right to feel the way that you feel. And that's the intellect that has to go through the metamorphosis. That's the intellect that has to stop being a caterpillar. That's the intellect that has to come to the place. Now, if you, if you remain a piece of coal, you're eventually going to be thrown into the fire. I'm pastor and prophet of God here, Harlow White. I pray you were blessed with today's message. And I pray that you have received something special from God. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, I send out the power of your anointing. I send out the power of your word. And you said that you sent your word and healed them and delivered them out of all of their trouble and destruction. I command the virtue of the healing power of God to go out to every person 
who is listening today. I command the powers of the enemy and the powers of Satan and the powers of affliction and disease to be broken asunder. I command the powers of torment to be broken from the minds of those that are being tormented today. Father, I command a miracle mentally into every person. I command a miracle spiritually. Hallelujah. I command a miracle physically. I command a miracle domestically. Bring peace into every one of these people's lives that are listening today. I command a miracle of prosperity to come upon those that will hear your voice today. I thank you for it. And I send the healing virtue out right now and command the miracle to happen. Go ahead and begin to praise God. Father, take hold of the heart and spirit of every person and save and deliver them right now. Go ahead and praise God for your miracle today. I want you to visit my website, harlowwhitehealingstream.com. That's Harlow White, H-A-R-L-O, Harlow White, W-H-I-T-E, HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com. Visit my website today and tell me if you were blessed by God's message. Tell me what God did for you. And as you're at my website, visit my donation page and pray about giving a special offering to help me stay on this broadcast and keep this message going forth. Do what God tells you. Pray about what you should give. God will let you have the feeling in your spirit of what you should give. Do it today. God bless you. And I want to thank you and appreciate every one of you that will take a step to help us by standing behind us financially. Don't forget to hold us up with your prayers. God bless you. Tell your family and friends to listen and to tune in. A new message will be on this broadcast every week. And don't forget every week to tune in anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'll be looking for you on our next broadcast. God bless you. I send God's love out to you today, Pastor Harlow White.